Almost a thousand new cases being announced in just the last two days alone here in BC. And of course, over the weekend on Saturday, Dr. Bonnie Henry delivered a COVID-19 press briefing, something she hasn't done on the weekend in quite some time. And there was a reason for that. And that was because she was introducing new regional restrictions as it pertains to Vancouver Coastal Health Region and the Fraser Valley Health Region, because of course, that is where the vast majority of COVID-19 cases are coming from. Now, part of those restrictions does include a recommendation to avoid traveling throughout the area and i know that the has been some concern from people about that exact thing happening here in the interior people coming from the mainland up here and i want to bring on now the mayor of clearwater merlin blackwell merlin how you doing here this afternoon uh good afternoon jeff doing fine here snowing lightly in clearwater uh, but you know it's uh, welcome to winter yeah yeah we're pretty much in that time zone now i mean i know the ski hill set to open in sun peaks here in about 12 days so yeah winters are coming that's for sure all right, I, I wanted to talk first and foremost just because we are going right from the COVID-19 press briefing here into you. And I know there has been some concern on your end about people coming up into Clearwater and specifically as related to ICBC testing. Now, I know, um, you, you know, I don't know if you have exact facts, probably not, but anecdotally, are you still hearing about people coming up from the mainland, from the areas where we're seeing high volumes of COVID-19 cases coming up and, and you know, coming up to Clearwater to do their driving tests? Is that still happening? Yes, yeah, anecdotally, it definitely is. Um, um, I can overhear things that are happening in the the uh, the waiting room for our local motor, motor license office, and definitely there's still people coming up from other regions of BC, uh, including the, the lower mainland, to take their driving tests in, in Clearwater. And I, I, I'm really hoping that uh, Adrian Dix and the Premier see fit to have ICBC stop doing this practice. I, I mean, I don't mind if somebody comes up from Kamloops to try to get through the backlog and driving tests and things like that, because uh, everybody in Clearwater does business in Kamloops. So we're back and forth on a fairly regular basis, but let's at least try to keep this regional and stop that uh, interregional travel for things like ICBC motor license tests. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we only had, what, 28 new cases, I think it was, here in the interior. And so, I mean, let's keep those numbers kind of around that level, right? We don't want to, want, don't want to be seeing what's going on. Uh, you know, if I look at Vancouver Coastal, 210 cases in the last little while. Uh, in the Fraser Absolutely. Health Region, 737. So 28 in the interior, let's keep it around that mark. So that involves less travel. So hopefully that continues yeah. to happen. For sure. And then let's keep our travel to things that are essential and, and, you know, and to things that people really want to do. I mean, I listened to a kid from Burnaby when they shut down hockey and everything down there. It would really suck if we had to start doing restrictions on things like that around here, which is 28 cases, because we were having interregional travel. So let's focus on trying to keep our people safe and things going as long as we can before we have to go into the same level of restriction. You know, wear your mask and, and do business properly. Get out there, wash your hands. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the mask, anti-mask people that I hear out there are saying things like me. It's about my rights and I have the right to do this. How about let's do some we and us and, and start thinking in terms of, you know what, just, just let's do best practices so that we can all stay safer a little bit longer for the benefit of all of us. And, and, and let's think that way for a while. Now, sticking with the, the theme of COVID-19 here, I understand Clearwater, your community, did get about $900,000, just shy of nine hundred k in COVID-19 uh, relief funding. Uh, so when did that come through? And, and I guess where do things stand with that money? Do you guys got any plans for it yet? Well, you know, Clearwater, uh, it came through last Tuesday, right before the council meeting. And about 15 minutes before that, I signed a the community benefits agreement for Trans Mountain, which was another three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. So 
pushing towards about 1.3 million before uh, a council meeting was pretty nice, considering the taxation budget is just a little bit over two and a half, uh, between two and a half and three million dollars for all of Clearwater a regular year. It was quite a nice surprise. It, you know, we didn't realize it was coming. We didn't know the numbers on that, and uh, you know, as far as plans with that, um, Clearwater is infrastructure sick. We have so much roads. We have about $20 million worth of road repairs that we need to accomplish in the next 10 years. And, um, you know, other things we've got targeted is uh, park improvements and beach improvements and other things like that. So, you know, Clearwater is really good, like a lot of small towns, at leveraging seed money like this or into larger things through grants and uh, partnerships with the community for us and people like that. So I'm quite sure our laundry list, once council gets a chance to sit down this next Tuesday and talk about it, we will come up with things and, and, and great things that we can do with this to employ local contractors and put locals back to work, uh, making improvements around the community. Yeah, so uh, 1.2 million ish. I mean, there's a lot you could do with that money, and you mentioned a number of potential projects that could potentially get uh, you know crossed off the list as a result of this funding. I guess are all of those projects on the table here? Like, there's no stipulations. There's no uh, you know requirement for where this money has to be spent at all. Well, the uh, the um, Trans Mountain funds do have some stipulations. They like to approve our projects because they like positive things that they can put a plaque on. So we're looking at a community park. We've had our unfortunately had our loggers memorial in storage for quite a long time, and we we have uh, acquired a new chunk of uh, parkland very close to city hall, and it would be a really great place to put the loggers memorial and, and have a little park right next to uh, the river. Um, to to have all that put up, but as far as the uh, nine hundred, almost nine hundred thousand dollars that the province put out there, there really isn't any strings um, attached to it, which is fantastic. Uh, usually, when we get fairly large grant funding, it is so restrictive, or or you know, it requires us to jump through very small corridors or interests, you know, environmental roads or trails or something like that, to have a basically, you know. Uh, open reign to do what we wish with this uh, within reason obviously is is fantastic yeah I, I was just surprised to hear that that there's just no guidelines on where this money would go i would think you know when the province is handing over some money for covid19 relief that they would say well it has to go towards x y or z and and the fact that it is pretty wide open is uh, somewhat surprising but really probably be uh you know positive news for you not knowing that you do have the ability to spend it where you feel the need is greatest well, and, and there's a few factors on that. Obviously, I think uh, every city and every uh, municipality has taken a bit of a tax hit because of, of COVID, and we've definitely had higher expenses in some regards. So some of this will replace money that we've already spent or shortfalls on taxation and other services. You know, we, we made a fair amount of income from ice rink rental and sports programs and that sort of thing that we've had to sort of subsidize um, out of normal taxation to keep going, um, you know, because it, it costs the same much amount of money to have ice put in, even if you have 12 players versus 90 players. So right. this, there is some payback for some of the things that we've already done, mass uh, social distancing measures, a lot of plexiglass and a lot of hand sanitizer that we've done in our district. So it, some of it's that, but going, you know, we've already paid those bills. So going forward, we can invest in a little bit more protection on those sides, but also have this a bank account to hit the ground running for COVID recovery uh, once we're past the worst of this pandemic. And as Clearwater is, you know, $40 million is sort of where we're heading for our economy um, for tourism annually, we are going to need that, especially with an economy that is basically tourism based on 
foreign and out of province visitors. So, you know, we're going to be, you know, sort of kneecap for the next couple of years as far as uh, tourism goes and anything like this helps and it's fantastic timing as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, you, you mentioned tourism and right off the top when we were talking about the funding, you mentioned how many roads you have in the community of Clearwater that, uh, you know, need to be repaired and fixed. But one of the major ones that I know we've talked about here on radio and now probably on this show specifically as well is Clearwater River Road and the washout there that has, uh, you know, been persistent. It's been there now for the entire summer and now we're going into the fall and, um, you know, probably looking ahead towards winter before this thing has a chance to be fixed. So before we get into what the latest is on fixing it maybe just important to reiterate how vital clearwater river road is to your community and what it does for the tourism industry in clearwater yeah for sure the clearwater river road is the access point for whitewater rafting which is basically about a million dollar a year business in clearwater as well as access for some of the best whitewater kayaking and uh, fly fishing in the province of BC, definitely in this region. If you're, if you have a friend that does whitewater kayaking, they're going to say that the Clearwater River, um, because most of the kayaking uh, and whitewater rafting happens within Wells Gray Park. There's no power lines, there's no access roads, there's no houses there. It's it's spectacular. So the river road washed it up at the 10K mark across from the Spahats Creek and Spahats Falls area, which basically cuts it in half. For the rafting companies, that cuts the season in half um, because they can only use certain parts of the river at certain Mm -hmm. parts of the year due to water levels. But overall, it's worth $1.6 million to the Clearwater economy. We've already lost our mill. We're already going to have a handicapped tourism season because of the lack of European travelers. We need this to get fixed, and we need it to get fixed as soon as possible because I think next year is going to be a high-water year again. Um, There may not be an opportunity to get it fixed in the spring. So the sooner we get this plan finished, the better for all of us. Yeah, and so what is the latest? I remember earlier in the summer there was um, like a, a, a an agreement, if you will, in place with with a local contractor who said, "Hey, we can come and we can repair the road and and kind of do it for our own goodwill, so we can help the community and help uh, get the tourism industry back on track here, making sure they're not losing as much business." I understand that hasn't really come to fruition yet. So, what is the latest? Is that still something that's on the table? And and I guess if not, then where do we go from here? Well, it's definitely still on the table. The the, the core principal people behind that were uh, Dale Miller, Miller, who has unfortunately passed away, but the lead is, is Hans Wadlinger and Wadlinger Logging. And they have actually made it through the vast majority of the process to start the temporary fix, which would keep us in business for, for next year and possibly the year after. Um, they've gone through First Nations consultation. They've been dealing with BC Parks. They've got preliminary uh, engineering studies, and they're ready to go. They'll go to today, tomorrow. I talked to Hans a couple of days ago at uh, our Economic Development Forum. He's ready to go still. His team is ready to go. What we are lacking at this point is uh, feedback from the government on the engineering plan, uh, is my understanding. Um, and and part of the problem with that is the election. So hopefully now that we're, we're past the election and Premier Horgan is talking about putting cabinets together, that means that uh, the ministry, primarily this is a BC Parks looked after area, so that's the biggest focus right here, ministry that never has any money. So uh, we need the volunteer fix of these generous Clearwater business people to go through. 
hopefully BC Parks can come back to the table and start approving or helping us with engineering plans on this and get this done. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of uh, the government, you know, the, the, the vote's behind us now. We finally got official results here on the weekend, but the Premier today not very committal on necessarily when uh, the legislature will resume. So I have some concerns about that, but we won't get into that discussion here right now. Um, I guess, you know, I guess, what is your hope that this thing gets that's fixed? Are, you said, I think, uh, before we jumped on air here that uh, you would like to see it get done here this fall, but we're running out of time, and, and you're not sure that spring is going to be a viable time to actually get repairs done here. No, I, I don't think it, it may be a delay for the spring. So there's a temporary fix, which will look, goes higher up the mountainside, which would get us operational for next year. And then the, the permanent fix would go next to the river where the, the, the current road that is. The, the, the permanent fix is a long shot at this point for even being completed next year. So we really, even in the temporary fixes at this point, because it's dependent on frost, it's dependent on uh, heavy snowfall that could interrupt it. So the sooner we get approval to go ahead, our hands and his crew do, the better. Um, if not, we could lose both fixes for another calendar year. And I, you know, our rafting companies have already been through a COVID year. Survival for another year beyond that uh, of shutdown would be devastating. So the sooner that the province can get on board, and, and you know, I hear, I have the same concerns that, um, you know, we need the bureaucratic part of part of, of uh, the legislature to get, or BC government to get back up and running as soon as possible. You know, the necessarily putting cabinet ministers in place, I don't think is as necessary as the premier giving enough rope for mm-hmm. um, most of the government that does most of the work to get moving again. I think that's what's most important at this point. 100% agree with you on that one. And uh, Merlin, last thing, because I've kept you here for quite a while, but uh, I did want to ask this too. You said there was a couple of wins here in uh, recently for the battle for local improvements to internet service. I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts there, because I know that's something that is an issue not only in Clearwater, but a number of you know more rural communities here in the interior is internet service. So what's the latest for internet uh, in, in Clearwater? Are things looking like they could be getting a little bit better here in the near future? Well, yeah, and there's there's some interesting news today with the federal government with the with the uh, prime minister's announcement on uh, rural internet as well. But in Clearwater, we've been dealing with Mascon, both Mascon and Telus, and Mascon is a Telus subsidiary that looks after smaller communities. We managed to uh, convince them that uh, one small section of the neighborhood that I actually live in, and then a larger neighborhood, um, should be, you know, fully wired with 120 megabytes per second. Uh, land-based internet, and um, they applied for a grant, and hopefully we're going to have uh, all that up and running and basically put another 70 or plus host households on high-speed internet. The announcement today from the pre- uh, Prime Minister is kind of interesting because the Trans Mountain Project going through uh, the valley here, <laughs> one of the interesting side effects of that is that they have to have fiber optic for their um, system of mm-hmm. monitoring the pipeline. I think there's a huge opportunity since that's a federally operated program uh, project to maybe partner there somehow and get us basically uh, fiber optic internet all the way up and down the pipeline route. I think that would be something that would be fabulous if uh, if that project could go forward. Um, but the, you know, as far as cell phone coverage, uh, Telus has long blamed the CRTC for delays on uh, making improvements there. But uh, it's desperately needed. Before we go on the phone here, I told you, I have to come out and stand in the yard, usually on a stump, 
um, to get uh, two bars to make sure that the call doesn't drop while they're having these conversations because I can't do it in my house. I'll lose, I'll lose the call. So we are making some progress, but uh, uh, 26 years down the road or whatever the prime minister promised today, that's a little far for yeah. <laughs> into the future. Let's move a little faster than that for sure. Well, hopefully sooner than later we can have these conversations with you while you're in the warmth of your own home. But I appreciate you stepping outside for this one. Th- Thank you so much for the time. A lot going on in Clearwater, so I appreciate you filling us all in on the latest, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. Thanks, Jeff, and thank God for Polar Fleece. That's all i got to say, because I'm, I'm doing the cold weather dance right now outside. Okay? All right, well, I'll make sure to let you go now. Thanks so much, Merlin. Thank you. Uh, all right. There you go. There is the mayor of Clearwater, Merlin Blackwell, freezing outside of his home so he can fill me in and you in on the latest in that community. So thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate that and a whole lot of information to take in there.